are tuned back into the Soul Sense Podcast. You have your first co-host, Kim, and my trusty wingman, <laughs> Melvin. Why are you laughing? Because you changed it up. I did. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm not your first co-host. I'm I'm just Kim, okay? And then I have my trusty wingman, Melvin, which is my husband. Hey, Melvin. Hey. What's going on? Nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always say that, but no, there's always something going on. Um, yeah, now let me ask you, what's going on with you? How you doing? What's been going on this week? You know, I can honestly say, like, I have fe- felt so inspired like I have these ebbs and flows and you know Melvin I have these ebbs and flows of where like I don't feel like doing stuff I don't feel it I guess everybody goes through that but I've been really on this week and last week this weekend we were just really like I felt like I ripped and run ran this whole weekend and um but God sustained me like I wasn't like tired um or anything like that and so I just feel very plugged into a lot of the goals that uh, I've set for myself and things for work and also uh, just for my children, you know, and I've been really trying to work with our girls and their education and stuff. So I just feel good. I, I, I can honestly say I feel good. What's about you? What's about you? Uh, yeah, um, I had a, a good week. Um, so last, what? Probably a couple of weeks ago, I went to Guitar Center and um, oh yeah, I met a guy. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not super uh, social. Like I'll talk to people, and um, you know, I it's something that I had to I, I I push myself to do. But casual conversation can sometimes be a little weird for me. But um, anyway, especially when I'm like in Guitar Center, I'm just kind of in in the zone and I do talk to people but you know I got I have like some social anxiety sometimes but uh anyway um I was on the phone with my mom and um I see this guy uh I I go into the acoustic guitar room and I see this guy and I don't know what it was but something was like you need to talk to this guy and uh I get off the phone with my mom and um you know I go in there and at the same time, I also wanted to look at some acoustic guitars. First off, I heard him singing, and he had a beautiful voice, and mm. I, I was, that also impressed me. And so I went in there, and uh, we just started chatting, man. And you know, sometimes you could just meet people where you just like you just get into the conversation goes places you never even expected. We started talking about worship and um, just different aspects of that, and different things we were trying to learn and trying to do. And uh, then we started talking about, you know, marriage. And, you know, he just was super open. And, and that's one thing I, I, I always do um, for those listening is, uh, and, and this is a good, good thing. If you ever find yourself trying to be relatable to people or trying to, to if you find that you have a hard time building deeper friendships or, building um you know getting away from like surfacey relationships something that i have kind of learned is i kick off 
my relationships with people by being, I try to make sure that I, I, I don't have a problem being vulnerable. So whether, whatever we're talking about, um, if, if it, now I'm not just off the bat for no reason, just, you know, but if it comes around that, you know, we're talking about a sensitive subject like marriage, where people a lot of times like to put on facades. If we're talking about that, I try to, you know, set the tone by being real uh, myself. If we're talking about um, spirituality, I try to set the tone and try to be real. And that normally just puts people at ease because when you start talking about some of those subjects, raising kids, religion, whatever, those type of things, people, you know, can be really guarded and, uh, you know, they may like question your motives or question, you know, hey, should I come off a certain way to kind of protect myself? But anyway, um, you know, this guy, he just was wide open, man, and was was very uh, forthright with, with just just talking, and we sat in there and talked for like an hour, man. We probably would have continued talking if uh, people wouldn't have came in. But um, anyway, he invited me to this. Uh, they they put on a worship service, and uh, some one of my my dreams uh, is to, and I think I may have said this on the show before, but uh, I, to have a worship ministry, mm. and not not meaning like I'm in on the worship, you know, I'm part of the worship ministry at my church we play and and that kind of stuff but really what i mean by that is like an evangelistic tool um to to build you know that that uses worship as a as the centerpiece and so bringing musicians together to jam and and play and and being very um you know evangelistic with that but also um just learning how to worship better. Uh, I, you know, I'm a musician and, you know, I can, when I can get there, that's the, that's the best time for me to connect with God. Like music really hits me. But uh, sometimes, man, I have, like I've had a real struggle with just being free in that area, as strange as it may seem. Um, and, and I've made a lot of strides in that. But you know, I'm still always looking to, to grow. But anyway, this week, um, last week we didn't get to go, but this week we went and, you know, it was a sacrifice because Sundays, you know, we're really busy just in general. We got yeah. a lot of um, different things that we're involved in. And, you know, Sunday starts out early anyway because I play. Um, so we got to get there early and we leave a little later because I'm, I'm breaking down. And so... Um, it's tough. It's a uh, sacrifice for the whole family. Yeah, and we typically try not to schedule things on Sunday just for that very reason. But anyway, we go and we do this, and we go out, and um, it's just at this uh, little church, and uh, walk in there. It's not a bunch of people, but, like, super diverse. Like, that's the first thing I saw. And then they had something for kids to go back, and uh, it was just worship, man. And I was just like, golly. This is great, and I, I videotaped it, but um, we, I actually want to have them on the podcast because, I mean, I was floored, man. I was floored. I felt like, you know, in, in, in our conversation, you know, it came out like that we could probably feel a need that they have, but at the same time, man, I was, you know, I left there, like, just humbled and, like, 
I don't know that, you know, you look in the Bible and they talk about like sitting at people's feet and learning. I was like, I just want to learn mm. how, how this group of people get to this space, you know, cause it was so natural and everybody in there was like worshiping in their own way and nobody was paying attention to what anybody else was doing. You know, it was just, and it wasn't weird either. It wasn't like a show, you know, when people weren't trying to, trying to put on a show. It was literally like, I felt like it was us and God to a point that I was almost like, like it was surreal. But uh, anyway, that, that was the highlight of my week, man. That, that kicked my week off uh, with a bang. And then work has been, you know, it's been busy, but good. And I've just been trying to learn and grow there. Uh, had some interesting, had my, had an interesting uh, re- annual review, but yeah, so that was me this week. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> I really enjoyed uh, the worship. I, I guess I was just calling it like a worship session or worship jam session. Like, it was very intimate. And, you know, I, I re- when we were driving there, we, I, we were praying because, like, it's a sacrifice for us to do things on a Sunday in the evening and, you know, kids got to go to school. We got to go to work, all that jazz. But, you know, even while we were in there, like, you know, the the leader who was, like, on the mic, he was praying, like, God, fill this place with your spirit. And, like, as much as I love worship and I feel like I am free in worshiping God, you know, I even found myself kind of, like, a little bit restricted and, like, just in the midst of the song, just praying aloud, just God help me, help me to like break the chains of my heart, break the chains of my brain and just like be in, in this moment, you know? And it's like, nobody was, nobody was studying us. Like, and I I wanted to like look around and would this be weird if I lift my hands? And I was like, girl, you better go ahead and do what you feel, whatever you feel at the moment, just do that. And it was just a wonderful environment, very small, very intimate, you know, and uh, yeah, I I would definitely, you know, want to go back. And so that was an awesome thing. That was really awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. So anywho, anything else you want to mention? Anything else before we jump in? No. I don't have anything. No. I don't have anything. Oh, well, I'll say this at the end, so I'll say that for the end. But anywho, the, uh, one, what we're going to talk about tonight is uh, it's, it's something that happened last week. So just to give you a little bit back of background, uh, every month, the second Tuesday, second no, Monday, Monday, the second Monday of every month, we get together with a couple who serves as like a mentoring couple with us. Um, we actually call it a D time, a discipling time. And they're a couple who's older than us. They've been married longer than we have. And that uh, we just, they come in and they ask us, you know, what's going on with your marriage and, you know, how are y'all doing? And, if we have any things that we need to like confess or talk about or air out, we do those things there. Sometimes it's not even, there's one time it wasn't even about our marriage. It was about a family situation and, you know, just taking some time to really be what the Bible says about iron sharpening iron. 
And so um, this particular um, time, they came last week, last Monday, and uh, we had a conversation. And it's kind of like I I laughed afterwards because Melvin has had his fair share of times in the hot seat. (laughs) I'm always in the hot seat. But this was my time to be in the hot seat where I was getting the correction and the scriptures, which is fine. You know, this couple, we love them. They're like big, a big brother, big sister, uh, like relationships. So it's like when they're correcting us, it's not like they're yelling or scolding or judging us. Like actually it's the total opposite. It's very, it's a very non-judgmental environment and um, they're very transparent with us. Like they don't come across as perfect, you know what I'm saying? Um, And we're just as in their lives as they're in ours and uh, and we just have always clicked with them, you know. And, and, and sidebar, I would actually suggest to everyone that if you don't have someone like that in your life, find somebody like that. Find some people. Find a couple. If you're a, if you're a married couple or even if you're a dating couple, find a couple that can help you walk this journey. And if you're not in a relationship, if you're single, you also need somebody to help you walk this journey. We need people. There's just too many scriptures that talk to us about the importance of having one another in our lives. And so people are resources, you know. And so anywho, so we came, they came over and, you know, we started out like our use, you know, how's everything going, catching each other up. And I don't even know how we got on it. I think we start, yeah. So we had a, we had, we, we were going back and forth, but we had had a, let's rewind. Um, was it this week? We had a, we, we had some type of conversation that led us into talking about like respect. Um, was that it? Uh, no, I think we had revisited. It was a conversation where we had revisited a situation that happened maybe a couple of months ago. And we, at the time we're like, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And I think I remember saying like, okay, we need to bring another perspective in on this. Cause I was just sure right. that I was yeah, that, valid. That was you know? part of it, but I think it'd be good to step back and look at the original, uh, thing that sparked everything. If you want to go back and tell that. All right, I guess I can start and just give you just brief points. It's because we've actually addressed this on past on a past episode. But uh, in a nutshell, me and Melvin had a disagreement about a person who wanted to come and visit um, our family. I personally felt like I I was going to call. The issue was not that this person wanted to come and visit. And I did not answer the phone. Melvin wanted me to call the person back because they called my phone. And I was not going to call at that time. I was going to call after I had some rest. So he felt like I was being disrespectful because he was asking me to do that. And I did not understand why upset he got because I said I'm going to call her back. I'm just not going to do it right now. And so... You know, so we've we just agreed to disagree on that and we just yeah. like shelved it <laughs> and fast forward to our discipling time, our married D time. Well, before that, we had a conversation that brought that whole thing back up. Um, because like I said, we agreed to disagree, but it, only in a sense of like we're not going to argue this point out um, because we did talk about it afterwards as well. But um, it was obviously something that was still kind of. 
um, irk, at least irking me. Um, and so I probably should have brought it up earlier, but uh, we had talked about it earlier in the, the week, I guess, or the week before. And, uh, you know, talked to walk through the whole thing again and, and um, just the idea of of whether it was respectful or disrespectful, boundaries, this, that, and the third. And uh, during our uh, mentoring time, we it, the subject came up again. Yeah. And so as I am telling them the more in-depth story, um, they're listening. And the husband asked me, you know, about, you know, he asked Melvin a series of questions and then he asked me, how did, how did that, what did I get from what Melvin's responses were? Like, what did I hear him say? And the question he asked was, um, so in, in, when I was, something he asked me, I was t- about how I felt or something. And I was like, you know, with our relationship, I don't, you know, I don't. I, I I don't always try to make sure. You know, I don't carry myself as. You know, I, I feel like I I'm the man of the house. You know, but what does that mean? It doesn't mean, like I always got to have my way or I'll. You know, there's not many times that I am, that I say, hey, I want you to do this, um, and, you know, I felt like, during this time, so if since I do it so sparingly. You know, I think you should, you know, give me the benefit of the doubt and know that I'm not, you know, just trying to boss you around or I'm not taking someone else's side over you. Like, I'm, I, I seriously am doing this for a reason. So that then led to me being given some homework because after we broke that down, like, I, I did have to admit, like, I mean, real talk, I would have to admit that, like, I have some, I definitely, like a lot of strong-willed, independent women, I do have issues with control and wanting to control my situation. Um, I want to protect myself. And I love Melvin. Like, Melvin has always protected me, but it's something in my brain that keeps me, you know, and later on as I was diving deeper, it's like, it's almost like I have this like brain block that it's just like, it's instilled in me to look out for myself. And, you know, and I didn't, it's just weird, you know what I'm saying? And like, I can hear what you're, what they were saying. And like I said, it was, it was making sense. Like, yes, as I'm speaking these words, you know how you say something, you'd be like, mm, this really don't sound good. You know, now that I spoke it out, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that does sound like I'm being disrespectful. Yeah. That like, I could have said that better. I could have com- communicated this better, you know, and I'm looking and I'm starting to see like, okay, you do have some issues with trust. You don't have any reason to not have any, you know, you have no reason to have trust issues, you know, and you're really boiling down. Like your submission is out of whack right now. It's not in alignment. And so my homework was to go and do some studying on my own, which they already knew I was going to do that anyway. Um, cause I don't take nobody word for nothing. <laughs> I'm a Berean. So anywho, so that brings y'all up to speed to where we're at now, because we're going to discuss some things that, you know, and Melvin's going to ask me some questions about just that night and like where I'm at now. And I want to share some things where I'm at now too. 
Yeah, I, and I do want to kind of dive into this. For you know, the first part of this, um, I want to take a second to dive into this idea of you know a godly wife, a godly husband and wife, and and what that means. And and let's talk about it for real. You know what I mean? Because I don't, you know, it, it's a, there's a lot that goes into that. And, and especially in today's world, society um, paints a certain picture about some of the, uh, the ideas expressed in the Bible about a husband and wife. Um, and I don't just think it's today's society. I think, uh, you know, in the past, th- a lot of these scriptures have been painted also in a, in a different way to make people have like a bad taste in their mouth about it. Yeah. But um, let's see here. Uh, let's look in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Let me go to the Bible app instead. 525. Sorry. You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So in 25, it says, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Yeah. So let's go back. Let's, I'm going to start in 21. This is the one that I actually like the NIV a little better. Okay. It says, is this in verse 21? It says, submit, uh, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your Submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her uh, to make her holy, cleaning her by washing her uh, Washing with the with water through the word, and presenting uh, and present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Uh, he who loves his wife loves himself, and it goes on. Um, so, the first part of that that I always, I think we mentally can leave out is. Submit to one another uh, out of reverence to Christ, and I think that's kind of like the the starting point. And and I won't dig deep into that, but that's kind of like the starting point, I think. And where a lot of times we end up in problems for our for at least for us, I think uh, we can get into arguments that really are not valid. It's really just a matter of neither one of us wanting to yield, and um, you know. To me, the Bi- the Bible paints this picture of it's it should almost be a competition in your household for humility, like who can can because it's out of reverence for Christ. So who can submit their will the fastest, like the most? And it has nothing to do with like bossing each other around, but it has to do with consider each one the next person greater. To me, but um. After that, it goes into talking about the wives. And uh, I think this is kind of like a, you can look on YouTube, and I saw like a a, a preacher, they, it was getting married, and the preacher chose this ver- verse. 
and she was and the lady looked at him like, huh? You know, and literally said that. But I, you know, I could see why that could be a very difficult premise. Um, in like, what well, do you, you think know, when you see? I when you think hear that? to me is that when I read that scripture, it should be like a cause. It's almost like these two things should be moving at the same time. So like men are called as husbands to be doing and working in this lane and doing this. This is what your responsibility and expectation is. Because when you look at that and you say like, okay, Christ, we know Christ died for us that we may, that we might decide to follow God. Like he suffered intensely for us. Well, that's what they're, that's what the Bible is calling husbands to do for their wives. Like you should all the more want to like sacrifice yourself. Like it's very self-sacrificing, you know, and as for the woman, you know, in turn, you got to think, also using Christ as our example, you know, Christ was so submitted to God in the will of God, you know, and very real in it, you know. And one of the things that I was looking at is like, it wasn't an easy task for him, clearly, you know, like he knew the cup that he had to drink, but, you know, he, you know, he was definitely submitted to what was supposed to happen for him. And he was okay with that. He was in good communion with God. So that as wives, meaning that we need to be in good communion with our husbands to be able to know their motives, you know, and to know that and to trust the motives, you know, and these two things are working at the same time. I think for women though, just to be quite honest, I think, a lot of times for the strong willed woman, it's hard for women to do that part because there are not enough men doing their part. (laughs) And that's where the breakdown, the mental breakdown is there. It's like, you want me to do all of these things, but you're not doing all of these things. But there is a generation of men who are really trying and striving to do that. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the other person is doing. We're all supposed to be submitting to God. And so like I said, intellectually, it makes sense. But it's like, as I was sitting down and like reading it and praying it, I was like, what, what, why can't this just, it, it won't click. Like, it's like, I see it, I buy into it, but it's just like, there's just something and it could just be from my background. It could just be from, I don't know, from the things that I have seen and the things I have gone through. It's just, it's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. You so know? let me ask you this. And and we'll kind of bounce back and forth in terms of like men, women, but uh, so the interesting thing about it is, like it talks about it doesn't say like women submit to your husbands, like Christ submits to God, right? Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it did. Wives submit to your husbands as you do to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the. Uh, Wait a minute. Let me go back to the right scripture. I had one on to another scripture. Go ahead. You can finish your thought. Yeah. So it it does. So it it doesn't say that in this scripture. Um, And I think it's it's for a purpose because we can understand why Christ submits to the church. You know what I'm saying? I mean, why Christ submits to the Lord um, because he's the Lord and and it's easier to trust God. But, um, you know, it says submit to your 
Christ being perfect and God being perfect. It says submit to uh, your husbands as uh, as as you do to the Lord. And then at the end it says, now as the church submits to Christ, so also should the wives submit to their husbands in everything. Um, I think that's what I'm reading. It's like, it's like, you know, putting, like it's a parallel to me. When yeah, I read so re- that, that's what a is parallel. The, but what is it? So now as the church submits to Christ. Mm-hmm. As, so who is submitting where? Like, Putting myself as part of as the Christ submit as the church submits to Christ, the wives submit to their husbands because it has already outlined. Well, it will go on to outline that, you know, you I'm submitting to you for one out of reverence to God, but mm-hmm. then also I'm submitting it, another way of me wrapping my mind around it, and this is just me wrapping my mind around it mm-hmm. is that okay. I'm submitting to you like I'm submitting to Christ because you're called to lay your life down like Christ. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting you like I'm putting it as a parallel. I'm church. You're it, not that you're my Christ or my Lord, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm putting us as parallels, you right. know? So that's when I'm looking at it that way, it makes sense, you know, but I think the societal norms in this the society that we grow into i it literally puts a mental block on you and even when you are willing spirit like that's the thing that got me like i had to stop and was like oh my gosh like this makes sense there's another scripture that talks about like the wife of an unbelieving husband and and it literally said like your your uh reverence and your uh like you, you can say both of you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> through your worship and through your, and it's saying like submit to him. And so this is a thing that's not out of, um, the thing that always jumps out at me is on both ends, this is not because I'm worthy. And to me, that's, that would have to be the hardest thing because when it comes, and we talked about this before, but when it comes to breaks it down, when it comes to it, you know, Kimberly is, better than me in a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, she doesn't, you know, and she's a strong woman and I married a strong woman. Um, and I, you know, that's something that attracted me to her, but I can see how difficult that would be just in this world where, you know, you're trying to be strong in all these areas. And then, you're called to submit and then you have to break through all of the the taboos of, of it in the world and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's hard to make heads or tails of some things because like you made a good point right there. Like we're called to be excellent in all these other areas. And then it's like, it's kind of like a malfunctioning, like what? Like, and that's to me, like, I guess that's my my scholar, my student mind, my intellectual mind. It's like, it's, that's where it's like, there's the wiring is off because it's like, I'm called to do it here and do this and be a, be a here. But then when it comes here, I'm supposed to be a B, but then also a little bit of a, and it's like, I'm confused. And so it's just, it, 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 it is hard. At the end of the day, the takeaway for me was I'm a work in progress because I am striving hard to, to get not what another wife says it's supposed to be, because that's another thing. 
it can look like many different things for many different people because I only have one husband. So like he said, Melvin doesn't like, he's not one of these people that come in and it's like my way or the highway type of guy. Like he really does honor my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Always has, like he always has. And so that may not be the case for another woman. You know what I'm saying? So what he thinks submission is, is different for another man. So it's like, it's like, it's, so you're getting all these different mixed sig- signals. And, and so it's just, what does that look like for me? And it, and I really was stumped. Like I'm sitting here reading, I get it, God, but like, this is really going to be something that I'm going to have to work on. Like, this is not me read one scripture and I got it. Like, I'm going to have to continually work on this. Right. And something that I took away from it, um, in our conversation, uh, it kind of led me to the scripture that talks about my job because when I, one thing that, that Kimberly expressed was that it was, you know, when I would bring up this ta- bring up this subject, it would make her feel like I was saying like, would, like you weren't growing in it at all. Like you had to start over at, at square A. Right. Yeah. Like there wasn't no progress like at all. And my thing was like, okay, I'm not perfect. I still realize I'm very aware that I'm not where I need to be in this, but I'm not where I used to be, you Mm -hmm. know? And I would take it like he doesn't even see where I'm growing. Right. You know? And, and the thing that I looked at was, you know, that's important that, um, I guess isn't an easy thing. You know, and I can only imagine working really hard at something and then not feeling like somebody um, is is seeing your hard work, you know, and it what it did to me was, you know, I, I, sometimes I just got to like, let's just stop this conversation. And let's talk about like what let me tell you what I feel. And, you know, to me, what m- my feeling was is like I see her working and I see her her desire to want to be a, a, a great wife, a golly wife for me. And, um, you know, I have to, there, the only way that we're going to grow is by, you know, refining one another. Um, and the thing that it did tell me, cause I could also get frustrated when we go through that. Um, cause it's like a whole loop and I'm sure everybody goes through this where, you know, it, it, it would almost sometimes where it end up like I'll be kind of defending myself and it could get, you know, I could feel some type of way about it. But at the end of the day, like that's my job. I don't care how often, I don't care how many times we got to have this conversation. Like my job is to, is to love her the way Christ loved the church. I'm supposed to give myself up for her and my whole mission should be to make her holy, to cleanse her with water through the word. Now, sometimes I do it with my words and that's where we kind of run into a a problem a lot of times where I'm trying to say, you know, something that the Bible can say very clean and plainly. I'm trying to say that in my words. And and then that's where you, that's where I mess up at. Um, But, you know, as a husband, that's our job is to, if, if you feel like there is something that your wife is is not 
it, if, let's say you look at your wife and it's like, she's just struggling with this thing all the time. She always does this. Well, you have a, a, a huge part in that as, as a husband. If she's going to trust you to lead her spiritually, then that's your job. And vice versa, I think for, you know, the wife, you know, you are in, you have the same, you know, this, these things that you're called to do aren't, you have to be consistent in that regardless of whether we're killing it or not. You know what I mean? Because y'all, y'all, you guys doing your job is, is paramount to us doing our job. You don't submit to us out of, because we are the smartest, but it is, I don't, I can't even say I really know a hundred percent why, but I know that there's spiritual, uh, you know, there's spiritual meaning behind it. And, you know, anyway. Well, I wanted to kind of take you guys briefly through like some of the things because it doesn't end there, you know? So just kind of take y'all through like the journey and where I'm at and Melvin just, you know, you can go ahead and, you know, as I'm talking, you can ask questions and stuff. Well, let me let me ask you questions. To okay. Bring you to that. So, um, let me let's let's go back to to what we we're just talking about. So the difficulties, can you, like pinpoint me some some things that you fought through in in that. Well, I mean, honestly, like I really realized that you know I have still have because it's never still have have an issue with submission I have an unwillingness to submit um something else I wrote down is I still have some bitterness towards past events because let me ring in here um it's not just submission to Melvin like I literally feel like I have a problem with authority period like at my job I can see where I'm rebellious at some things I can see with leadership it's like Really, it boils down to it. I'm, I just have my pride is is a problem, and I have too much arrogance. Like I feel like I know more than everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so it causes me to have issues with authority. You know, so when I started to dive in, it's like it's it's yes, Melvin is included in that, but it's bigger than him too. Mm. Like I have issues with submission. Period, you know, because the Bible just doesn't talk about submitting in marriage. It talks about submitting to your church leaders, your officials, your, you know, all these things. And it's like, I'm just a rebellious soul, you know, like that's just simple, simply put. Um, and because of the bitterness, going back to the bitterness that I've had, which is, you know, I guess we've all have past hurts, family hurts, church hurts, work hurts, you know, our feelings get hurt. And I'm the type of person that can cling towards bitterness um, and it leads me to not trust, you know, so that all the more exasperates that, okay, I need to protect myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I I don't trust that you're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't ever want to be hurt like that again. And I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through this again. So I'm going to put in my own barriers and and I'm going to make sure that I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? And I had to like, as I'm like looking through this stuff, that is the thing, the list that I started to write down. That's, that's literally the list that I'm reading right now. You know, that I was writing down. You want to read that list? 
Well, I said it. The unwillingness to submit, bitterness and past events and hurts. And this is leading me to not trust. And what the funny thing is, this is where the spirit is just, he's, 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 he's always 100. As I'm like, of course, I'm going to the like obvious scriptures. I'm going to the Ephesian five and that, you know, the, you know, the couple had given me some other scriptures that I wanted to revisit some things that they had used in our time. So I was, as I'm just turning to these pages, it opens up to the page in Hosea, Hosea 10 and 12. And I'll read that to you guys. If I can go back and find it, I had been turning and everything. Give me one second. I'm sorry, guys. I got away from it. But it goes here. It says, this is Hosea 10, verse 12. And it says, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts. For now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. Now, this is a scripture that a couple of years back, um, I have been praying this over my life in a, in a, 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 a effort to try for God to reveal things that I needed to work on. And so it's highlighted in my Bible. So as I'm, as I am scrolling, not scrolling through it, turning to the scriptures, other scriptures, it opens to this page. And so because it's highlighted, my eyes go to it. I read it and I was like, gosh, God, you trying to tell me something. And all these things that I am listing, I have to ask myself, okay, this scripture says plowing up the hard ground of your heart so God can shower righteousness on fertile ground. And it's like, is this the reason why I'm not growing in these areas? Because I am holding on to the bitterness because I am holding on to the untrust. I am holding on to the disrespect. Is this the reason why I'm praying these things? And I seem like I'm not getting no answer It's because I'm trying to plant on unfertile ground. I'm trying to plant on clay soil that, that needs to be hold up, you know what I'm saying? Plowed up. So It just really, I just took some time to just sit and just think about it. And then it made me start to think what other areas in my life that probably need to be quote unquote plowed up, you know, what are kind of like blind spots or, you know, not even so much blind spots, you know, because a lot of times with blind spots, you can't see them. Somebody got to tell you, but these are things that like, you know, I'm trying to grow in this area, but I'm not getting any issue. Like I, I want to, I want to do, do a new thing in my life, but I have no discipline. You know what I'm saying? And I'm praying for God to help me in this area so I can achieve my weight loss goals or I can achieve, you know, I want to launch a business, but you ain't got no discipline, you know? And so it's like, okay, well, you're going to have to focus on getting disciplined, you know? And these, these are the things that I'm thinking about. Like what, what are these areas? So I wanted to talk about that. And so right now, those are the things that are my things that need to be plowed up. And that's what, that's what made me have a more focused study on. Okay. So let me go and look at trusting leadership. Let me go and look about, look at what bitterness can do to your heart. You know, not just submission, but all of that, because all of that plays a role. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in that, so one thing that I look at about about everything you said is just it it took some some effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it had to start. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Where it's got to start with just 
understanding where where you are. And sometimes that could be very difficult to be like to to just come to grips with, with where you are and um you know that that you you need some some work or some help. Yeah. Um and I think there is a I think the the clearest thing we see from this is that you got to have other people in your life because I mean Kimberly and I have sat and talked about this and I wasn't just telling her stuff I thought I was giving scriptures I I mean I said specific things but I think having somebody else in there um really just helped to bring out things you know what I mean and and to to really it helped me a lot to be able to communicate in a much clearer way and I think I could be a lot more vulnerable because in all of these things I don't know how vulnerable I was in terms of like how it made me feel um and and I'll say just as a a husband um you know it was a wide range of emotions like we almost need you know, I want to lead, you know, and I want to be, but, but I don't want to, um, dictate, you know what mm. I mean? And I want to lead because, you know, you want me to lead. I mm. want you to, tr- to, to be willing to follow me and trust me. And, um, I think this is something that, that our relationship has grown tremendously in, but I do remember like there would be times where, um, I would say something and give you some advice and then you go ask somebody else and it'd be like the new thing. <laughs> and I think it happens sometimes, uh, you know, and, but what I think is that I, th- the problem is, is that I'm not, am I communicating really how that affects me? Because at the end of the day, it all has to do with my insecurities as a man. Like I, I don't know how to do all this kind of stuff. I'm working at it and I'm trying to figure it out, but you know, I gain confidence from your confidence mm. in me. And when I feel like, um, you know, untrusted or like, uh, my, my motives are, are anything but, but pure, it can, it can hurt me. Yeah. And, and I think if I would have come from, from that direction, like right at the beginning, we probably could have had a, a much healthier conversation rather than just a matter of right and wrong. Because sometimes, you know, we don't see right and wrong um, clearly. And that's for either of us. So really, sometimes you just have to talk about, you just got to be vulnerable and start there. And so, and that's bringing other people in uh, a lot of times can help that come out um, and, and really just show you yourself. Um and it's funny, like like Kimberly said, like this was her turn, but you know it's typically me. And um, again, man, it, it is it's a blessing, you know. And that's something in our church that we've been talking a lot about is just like this idea of one another, Christianity, and the, you know the dynamic of our church. I would say more than any other place I've been, you know, people are in one another's lives. But I think. Um, we could take that for granted and it can be shallow sometimes. And I think those are, you know, the challenge that, that we've been getting is to, to take that higher and take that deeper. And, 
is so, you know, I'm a dude who's not, like, I'm not easily, you know, I can just be by myself. Mm. But the benefits, like, it's impossible to make it through this thing alone. Yeah. And even as a, with my wife, Kimberly's my best friend, you know. Oh, that's so queen. And, and, you know, just in in general, I could only see her every day and I would be okay with that. But, like, you just, it doesn't, she knows me more than anybody, but it's, it's not enough. Like, I got to get out and have times. And to people listening, you know, I, I, I implore you to do that and to make, like, don't let it be like a loose thing. Like, a, I understand, you know, hey, we just need to be organic. But if you're organic, then, like, this conversation would have never happened if we only do this thing, like, when we feel like we need it. It's yeah. organic. Because she wouldn't have felt like she needed it, and I wouldn't have felt like I needed it. I'd and even like, when it got brought up, it was like an afterthought. Like, we were talking about something else. You were asking advice about something else. Totally different. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is a situation that we were having. Let, we were just going to mention this right quick, and then it turned into me in the hot seat. Yeah, and, you know, you got to do that. And so, you know, you have to identify people who are going to help you and set times, like in concrete, like these are the times that we're going to get together. Um, and and it doesn't just have to be one couple. You could do that with multiple people. You know, you could have a couple that y'all meet with together and the individual people y'all meet with by yourselves. Like uh, I meet with a guy on the second Wednesday of the month, and then there's another guy um, that I'm trying to lock in some time with because he knows me on a different level, and we and we know each other on a different level because it ain't all about you know what I get out of it. But there's people that that I need to be helping, and so setting up these times that are just for that sole purpose mm. of like now when we get with the the jacksons i mean they just helping us yeah now i'm sure we you know if they're vulnerable people and if they had a quick we definitely would would do the same but that's silly you know like we trying to get where they going so i'm not going to go into that situation and acting like i'm gonna hey let's we're on even ground here let's talk about these things like you that's another thing is you got to be willing to sit at people's feet um, and we can't be afraid to, to have someone over you. You know what I mean? They're over us. Not on paper. Nobody assigned it. Nobody told us that's how it's supposed to be. But that that decision to allow that to be the dynamic has benefited us greatly. And we don't, that's not a barrier. We don't have to talk about who is going to be helping who <laughs> when we sit down. Who's going to be asking who questions. Yeah. Y'all going to ask us questions unless they need it. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to sit at, at their feet. If they're willing to take their time, I'm going to sit and learn, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I guess, and also just to, you know, because I don't want to leave you guys with just like, you know, so Kim, like, so where are you? So just kind of to like, first off, I just want to let you know, guys, I'm still working on this. And I'm still the work in progress. And so, you know, because I feel like it's very important for not only us, but all Christians and believers to share and embrace their 
imperfections and their flaws. And it's like to be a Christian, it's like to have a cheat code. Melvin says this all the time. It's like having a cheat code to life. And so it's not that we're perfect. It's not that we have the answers. We don't have the answers, but we're gaining and striving for a biblical perspective. So just to give you guys where I'm at with it is that I'm still working on it. I did define some things because like I have mentioned earlier in other episodes that for me, I have to, I don't know, something about my brain, I have to, um, it clicks when I see synonyms, you know, and so, you know, these words that have been thrown around, submission, words like reverence, and so I define those words and just to help anyone out there, not just women, but because submission just doesn't happen for women. It happens for all of us. So it says submit to one another. Yes. And and like I said as well, it's, submission just doesn't happen in marriage. So I'm just going to throw out some definitions and some things that I've been meditating on with the hopes that it may help you all too. So what I got for submission is to deter or consent to abide by the opinion or authority of another to yield, which yield means to give way to arguments, demands, or pressure. So to yield oneself to authority or will of another. So I like those definitions because those it's almost like it breaks down what submission is and what that should look like. It's not being weak. You know what I'm saying? It's not being passive. It's like giving way to arguments, demands, or pressures to the person that's in authority over you. And that could be your boss. That can be any type of person that's put in of leadership over you, your husband, your parent, you know, if you're like a teenager or something, you know. And then reverence is a deep respect for someone or something. So some of the synonyms are admiration, appreciation, a high regard. And really when it comes down to it, guys, where I'm resting is that forget everything else. I have lost my reverence for God, you know? And so the prayer, and I'll, I don't mind sharing my personal prayer that I wrote down. It says, please forgive me for my lack of respect and reverence. I feel shocked and bad for this. Please help me to grow or regain this respect. I want my respect for you and that flows to everyone else how I can recapture that. And so that's what I'm asking God and praying over. So that's where I'm at, you know, and, uh, yeah. Anything, Melvin? Yeah, no, I think that, uh, you know, it, while we're, you know, though this podcast was really Kimberly talking a lot about um, her, I don't want this to, it's not a um, Kimberly is going through all these things and Melvin's just high-stepping. Mm. Um, really, the purpose of this was, it was inspiring for me to, like I'm super inspired by my wife and um how she approaches spirituality just in general. She is like a in everything she does, she's a a worker, you know, put your hand to the plow type of worker. And uh, you know, just that idea of working out your salvation with fear and, and trembling, I feel like you embody that. Aww. Um, it's the truth. And it's something that I admire, um, and I think sometimes I can get like lazy on the work side of things. Um, and, you know, it it inspires me to see, you know, what you do. And I think mm-hmm. 
you know, that's why I thought it was a good idea when you, you said you wanted to talk about this. Um, I felt like it would inspire people. And that's, and that's what I would hope that everybody gets from this um, is that when you're willing to put in the work, uh, you reap a benefit. And something that I told Kimberly and that I want to kind of express to you guys is that, like, when you're going through these things, Satan is a trickster. And what he wants to do is discourage you. And he wants you to believe that, like, let's say, you know, it's submission, you know, and that rears its head again. He wants you to feel defeated and he wants you to feel broken down and maybe not give up on life and give up on your whole spirituality, but we want you to give up on that. He wants you to just accept where you're at and just kind of cruise. And so then you're just living in a, you know, you're living in a, a state of just, you're not getting your full, the full benefits of the spirit. And that's what he wants to do. When in all actuality, when you start to grow in an area, that's where you're going to see, probably see, you're going to see it rear its head more and more because now you're more aware of it. People are going to be more willing to talk to you about it because they see that you're growing in it. And so that, you know, you should be encouraged and and trust that judge your judge how effective the work is that you're putting in, not by whether it is the problem is solved or not, because this may never like I I don't see if especially when you if your husband is me, you know, this may always be something that you struggle with. Um, it may always be a problem. He ain't that bad, y'all. Well, I mean, he, listen, you ain't man, that bad. Listen, we keep it real around okay. here. Okay. I, I get but an you A ain't for effort. Well, listen, I get an A for effort. Mm. I know my heart is in it, mm. and that I'm always gonna try to do right by you. But at the end of the day, man, that you we are called to to submit to people, and if we don't, that that's so difficult. Like she said, your wife, your husband, your preacher you're this you're that it we it's it's a difficult thing to do but judge the success of your work by your reaction when it rears its head when it rears its head if you're jumping on it still then the work it's working because you're handling it different I guarantee than it than you would have you know this time last year uh, and that's something I tried to express to Kimberly um and that I have to remember for myself when I deal with my own issues like that is, you know, it, it there there may never be a an end point. So I can't judge success on the end. Uh my goal can't be the the end. My goal can just be doing it. Mm. Like every day I'm gonna put in the work. And that just has to be the goal. That's just the that's it. Is every day I'm gonna work at it. And God'll take care of the rest. That's it. That's it. That's all you got. That's all I got. Well, well, guys, I thank y'all for tuning in yet again with us. I do want to just run down our social handles. We are, we've been in the lab. We've been tweaking some things. And so to better be able to serve you all and to bring you better content. So I do want you all to be plugged into all our social media media handles and so facebook is our the group is the soul sense podcast instagram soul sense podcast <laughs> twitter it is soul sense pod p-o-d 
couldn't get all the way, couldn't get podcasts all the way in there. And then we also are blogging. We do have a blog and it's the Soul Sense Podcast blog. And so um, you feel free to email us, uh, Kim at soulsensepodcast.com or Melvin, soulsensepodcast.com. We would love to hear the conversation. Um, any questions? We would love to start taking questions and um, just doing kind of like a listener section. Um, that would be great. So, guys, right in. <laughs> so anyways, uh, uh, we love you guys for, for, for rolling with us and this is it. We'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.